2: In. dub f-ly stop by f1 fly eagles fly you hear the song getting sung what team in the league is number one bird gang bird gang yeah i said it twice you heard me say it once now you sure you heard it right no lies being told yeah it's all facts like with that speak squad bro it's only us a cheese a shot tomato for the job her. look up
3: One's for the birds. Ones for the. Birds.
2: This one's for the birds, birds, this one's for the city. Bleed this bleed one for the bleed bleed fans bleed. that bleed green with me. Push down the 95, to the right is the link. With a team pulling up knowing that they getting beat. Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub f Live, stop by F1. Fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird Gang, Bird Gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me green or Kelly, we don't rock with that. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. Yeah, we got an SP. time to run it back. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. All you see is see a green, like you at the Nova. Care less about your squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bro. Bear pong baptism, you already know. Con shot tomato. Stop bring 3 and 5 after every bird gang you know where to be for the job MBC in the heart of Philly about the birds about the birds all about the birds he rocked down
4: the alley where her look up hey we go broadcasting live from MBC Sports Philadelphia Studios in the heart of the Wells Fargo Center welcome to Fourth and John episode 103. Boys and girls, I am going to start out this episode with a tweet that I put out there while exiting Lincoln Financial Field after the Eagles went one and two. And that is I was not mentally prepared in the beginning of this season, in the beginning of the month for one and two. And my expectations of this team moving forward for the rest of the season are oceans apart from where they were just a mere 3 weeks ago. I have spent the last 48 hours racking my brain trying to figure out what exactly is going on with this Philadelphia Eagles team. Because I've been there. I've seen it. I've been to the last three games. Seen it right before my very eyes. And I'm having trouble articulating everything that's going on with this team. So I started digging through the stats. Digging through the analytics, if you will. The numbers to try to find that one Red flag, that one obvious answer, that one thing that you could point to and say, that's the reason why everything is going wrong. Maybe it's the offense. Maybe they're not moving the ball effectively. Actually, in three games, the Eagles are 13th in the NFL in yards per game. So, Sort of middle of the pack, average, right? They're not exactly the Chiefs, but they're not exactly the Jets. Sort of middle of the pack. Maybe the offense isn't explosive enough. Maybe they're not getting the big chunk plays. Actually, the Eagles, after three games, are 16th in the NFL in passing yards or passing plays over 20 yards. So they're not exactly the Ravens who are lighting it on fire right now. But they're not the Redskins. They're kind of they're average. They're 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 middle of the pack. Maybe the offensive line isn't protecting the quarterback enough and giving up too many sacks. Well, actually, the Eagles have only given up seven, which is 16th in the NFL. Middle of the pack, average. So, so, so it's not that. They're not the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, which is only given up two. But they're not the Tennessee Titans, which has given up something like 17. Maybe it's the passing offense, right? Maybe Carson Wentz isn't hitting his receivers. Technically, after three games, the Philadelphia Eagles are 12th in passing. Middle of the pack, average. So they're not exactly the New England Patriots, but they're not the Miami Dolphins either. Maybe the defense has given up way too many yards. Maybe, maybe that's the problem. They're giving up 350 yards per game. Once again, 16th in the NFL. That's average. That's that's, that's right in the middle of the pack. So it's not it. Maybe the Eagles aren't playing disciplined football, committing too many penalties. Now here was one. Eagles on the defensive side of the ball are the most penalized team in the NFL on defense. But then again, on offense, they're giving up the fourth least amount of penalties. So that's got to average out, right, in the middle. And I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm starting to get pissed off because I keep slamming the table, looking at the numbers. Why is this team not performing the way they should? Why? Where's the glaring, obvious answer? Everything is middle of the pack. Everything is average. There's no glaring, glaring flaw in this team. And then all of a sudden it hits me. That's the problem. Average. The Philadelphia Eagles, in three games are an average team. They're gonna keep up with some teams. They're gonna find ways to lose. They're gonna do some things right. They're gonna do some things wrong. But at the end of the day, they're average. And it breaks my heart because I don't believe that this is an average football team. Lane Johnson is not an average right tackle. He's one of the premier right tackles in the league. Jason Peters is not an average left tackle. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Carson Wentz is not an average quarterback. Fletcher Cox is not an average defensive tackle. Malcolm Jenkins is not your average safety. But they're playing average football. So the Eagles now need to have a sense of urgency in more ways than one. Because they need to pick it up big time. But more importantly, they are looking down the barrel of one and three. Because on a short week, that's even shortened further by the fact that they got to travel out to Green Bay they gotta go play Aaron Rodgers. And you think this secondary isn't gonna get chewed up alive by Aaron Rodgers? Guys, I don't I don't know the answers, but what I do know is what the Eagles are putting on the field right now is vastly different from the expectations that I had just a mere three weeks ago. And in order for them to to to, to Carson Wentz Revenge Tour, get back to the Super Bowl, hell, get to the playoffs. They need to pick it up something fierce. Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you doing tonight?
5: Uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit average over here. Um, but I'm going to start with a quote from Lou Holtz, uh, the great coach from Notre Dame. Your talent d- determines what you can do. Your motivation determines how much you are willing to do. Your attitude determines how well you do it. And when you, you talk about, you know, uh, Joe Douglas, Doug Peterson talked about this talent on this roster. Uh, Zach Ertz talked about this as the most talented team he's ever played on. I mean, gentlemen, we watched these Eagles form this roster over the years. We've seen talented rosters when we see it right yeah. in front of our eyes. We know what it looks like. On paper, this looks amazing. Um, Malcolm Jenkins had a quote We're seeing the evidence of a talented team can beat themselves. It don't matter how much talent you have, you do dumb things and give the opponent opportunities they're going to win. Your motivation determines how much you, you are willing to do. Motivation, guys, I mean, the, the guys on the back end of the roster, well, whether you're on special teams, the guy that uh, you know has to come up with a big play on special teams, um, your second string wide receiver, the next man up mentality, you guys got to be motivated. It's all about motivation. Uh, who's motivated to be the, the hero of the game? At the, at the end of the game, J. J-, J- Joel. Are you, are you brought that guy in to make contested catches. I mean, a- Nelson Aguilar, you know, just so many drops. It, it's, it's concerning. Um, I mean, your attitude determines how well you do it. We've seen the attitude of a championship football player team mm-hmm. in this city we know what it takes from I mean we, we see what it takes we see the attitude they brought to the field every week week in week out the guys aren't having fun out there I mean the swagger is not there I mean wh- what is it going to take for this team to bring that attitude to the football field
4: and like, listen I, I, I know that the football season is a marathon It is not a sprint. I understand that. And I know the Eagles could easily be 3-0. They were one Nelson Aguilar drop and one J-jaw drop away from being undefeated. But one of the benefits of winning a Super Bowl a couple years back is we now know what a Super Bowl team looks like. Mm -hmm. To speak to your point, Gail, we know what a Super Bowl-talented roster looks like. To speak to your point, Gail, we know what Super Bowl swag looks like. Yeah. And right now, this team might have looked good on paper. But right now, even if they were 3 and 0, oh, how confident are you in this team that they were going to like even if they were able to eke it out. Even if they were able to win those 3 games, all 3 of them. What do the Eagles do well? What do they do? What's the identity of this team? Now, if they won those games, we would all be sitting here and say, this is a resilient team. This is a gritty team. This is a tough team that can find a way to win. Listen, you can only find a way to win so many times. You can only find a way to come from behind so many times. If they were 3-0, you people watching live on YouTube or Facebook or downloading this on iTunes would you really feel that much better about this team if they were 3-0 and right now than they are 1-2? and Honestly, down deep, knowing what you know, knowing that you've seen a Super Bowl team, knowing what a Super Bowl talented roster looks like, and knowing what a Super Bowl swag looks like, would you still feel confident in this team going into Thursday Night Football? Evan, Hollywood Hearn, how are you?
3: I'm not doing well. I got to be honest, there's a, there's a lot of eye-opening things that happened this past week, and I think we have to have an honest conversations with ourselves. Uh, we got to talk about this guy, Jim Schwartz, man. All right. All right, so week one, I'm going to lay it out for you the past three weeks. Week one, Terry, Terry McLaurin. Who? Who? Gashes us for 125 yards and a touchdown. Case Keenum throws 380 and three scores on us, right? Mm. Week two, Ronald Darby gets torched the whole first half. Jim sends zero safeties down to help him, just lets him hang out to dry in coverage. Week three, on a 44-yard end around, there's 10 men on the field. Nobody picks up on that at all. The, the, the bottom line is Jim Schwartz has been, he's been half asleep these first three games going mm. into it. Uh, the defensive group is not behind him. And to be honest with you, I'm really getting sick. This is the second year in a row now that we I feel like this team just doesn't have the juice. Going yeah. into it, like we, we came in and everyone says about the Super Bowl hangover last year where they say, you know, you are yeah you, know, you come from such a high high to you, you come back down to earth. Well, this is the second year in a row now where we need to get on this team about telling them that they're not putting forth enough effort this early into the season. And these slow games are, are reminiscent of these slow starts to the season. And it's just for a team that when you look at them on paper, how talented they are, and it doesn't compute as to why they're playing the way they are. It's aggravating. I, I don't understand why I went into this season three weeks ago, and I thought that we had one of the deeper defensive back groups going. like We had guys fighting for the, for the starting spot. Yeah. They're between like four or five different corners. We thought we were going to be fighting for starting spots. Where are they at? Everyone's getting torched.
4: Yeah, and it, it, it's something that I, that, that I was worried about going into the season. Because it was that quantity over quality argument. Like, we had quantity. We had a lot of defensive backs, right? Quality. Who's going to step up and be that guy? Who's going to step up and be that number one? Who's going to step up and at least buy the defensive line a a fraction more of a second so they can get to the quarterback? And I'm glad you brought up Jim Schwartz because one of the things we're going to get into during this episode is really kind of like, okay, we got a tall task in front of us. We do not want to go one and three. Mm-hmm. None of us are, are 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 mentally prepared for one and three. But I feel like as a fan base, we are kind of, oh, kind of all right. Here we go. All right, toughening ourselves up. Yeah, yeah. we're strapping down for it. We're strapping down for the bad weather. But how do they go about winning this game? And we're going to touch on something that Jim Schwartz does and something that he cannot afford to do uh, moving forward. Uh, Evan, I will agree 100% with you on. You're seeing the same sort of attitude amongst the coaches and amongst the players and amongst this, like, swagless identity that the Philadelphia Eagles have right now. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. When we're coming off that Super Bowl high, we understand there's that existence of a Super Bowl hangover. We're we're happy we won a Lombardi. We're willing to give you a pass. You get a mulligan for 2018. You brought us so much joy in 2017. We're willing to give you a pass in 2018. It's 2019, all right? And patience is wearing thin. Patience is wearing thin. We had our frustrations in 2016. Was 2000 – I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it out loud. But was 2017 like a fluke? No. no w- w- not, was that the no. lightning in a bottle? No, I mean, to t- that
3: touch that's... on Gail's point, that was the year everybody stepped up. Like there, we, have yes! guy, we have guys this year that like are going down,
5: but that year – Everybody was performing above what they were expecting well that was a, that was a team with chemistry mm-hmm. you were looking at a, a team that played as one on mm-hmm. all, all sides of the balls you know special teams you know offense defense yep. i mean it was just, it was amazing you could see it on the field you could see it off the field that led to a stack of W's.
3: You you want to talk about team chemistry? I'm not sure if you uh, guys saw one of uh, Brian Baldinger's breakdowns, but there was a there was a uh, play where Carson Wentz was completely left out to dry by his entire offensive line, uh, his entire offensive line spot. I think for exe- I think except for Vitai. That was kind of controversial though. You think so?
5: Like it was an extended play.
3: Yeah. It was an extended play. All what I saw in that video though, what I saw in that video was a bunch of offensive linemen standing around doing nothing it's while the play was still like going on. Six seconds in. He, he, I hear what you're saying. I'm, Play's still going he, on.
5: Talk to the linemen. They'll, they'll tell you. They'll be like, yeah. You, I'm you, glad you gotta get, You got to get, get rid of the rock. I'm glad
4: player. you brought that because Because everyone's seen it on a tile. You've seen it already. You've yeah. seen it, right?
5: Slow motion looks bad.
4: Slow motion looks real bad. Looks awful. The, the whole thing looks bad. And I've seen a lot of arguments on, is that the receiver's fault? Are they just not getting open? Is that Carson's fault for not getting the ball out on time? Or is that the offensive line's fault for not playing to the whistle Mm -hmm. and the correct answer boys and girls is to steal the line from jason kelsey it's the whole team that play right there multiple asses should have been chewed out in multiple meeting rooms inside of multiple meetings Mm -hmm. because the receivers are not getting separation carson you gotta get rid of the ball mm-hmm. at some point, point. and don't Donovan McNabb sack it. You know what I mean by Donovan McNabb? He had this tendency of holding on to the ball a little bit too long, and instead of throwing it away, he would like scramble out of bounds for a loss of two yards, and nobody understood why he did it. And then you got the offensive line. Football 101: Play till you hear the whistle. Not to
3: mention when you got a quarterback that's been out the past two years. No Who's whistle.
4: In? I understand. you got an internal clock. Yeah,
5: there's an internal clock. I mean, there's you're, an you're, internal you're at th- clock. You're at three?
4: But guys are running by it's, you. It's, it's, He's got internal bones that can I break. I mean, it's a, a qu- quarterback <laughs> that's, that's has to have an internal
5: clock. He has to know that you can't take sacks. That's the, the number one thing you can't do. It's kind
3: of hard to not take a sack you, when you, you got five guys that are saying. un- you, If well, you're at <laughs> in a half this
4: seconds. Is the, this is the argument that's been all over the timeline you. for the last 48 hours, and Baldy broke it down, and everybody's talking about it. Can we all agree that, look, and that's the thing. That's the part of the frustration that I've had for the last 48 hours because, again, you cannot pin it on one specific player, one specific positional group, one specific uh. instant. It's the whole team. The only thing that I'll say to that, digging into the stats and looking through everything, right now the Eagles have the, uh, have, have the second least sacks in the NFL. Only Denver Broncos have less, and they got zero. Meanwhile, the defensive backs – they're giving up like the fourth most passing yards, and the reason I left that out of the intro, because obviously that's a glaring mistake and a glaring need and a glaring issue that ne- I don't know how you fix it. Yeah, well, I, I think you know they have to start. You know, you, you're you're
5: seeing Jim Jim Schwartz actually blitz, and he he, he has to because but he's he's, he's starting to get <laughs> figured out. I mean, if you chip the defensive ends, and you know you got your your corners playing ten yards back. And they're picking the scab, which is Ronald Darby week in, week out. They know where they're going. If you can get them an extra half second by chipping the ends, mm-hmm. it's easy money. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's easy money. So I, I think in terms of, like, letting some of the guys play up. Uh, you've seen Rasul Douglas do it a couple times. Uh, play up. Get some hands on some of these receivers if you have to do it. I think that's what you got to do. Um, but uh, it's really – it's, it's really becoming an issue.
4: I'm glad you brought that up because, again, when we talk about like what the Eagles need to do to eke out a shocking win in Lambeau Field on the road against Aaron Rodgers on a short week where they're coming off of a loss and a lot of injuries, so on and so forth. They're, they're, I'm glad you, you, too, touched upon Jim Schwartz because I'm going to get to him a little bit later. But it's also, too, it's, it's disappointing not to depress you any further, Eagles fans. But again, I can't help but go back to three weeks ago when the expectations for this team were just the, the expectations I think that we all had and all shared have just blown up in our face. Like like here, let's take for instance, the transaction list because going into the season, I think Gail, you, I think Evan, you, we could we could all agree that man, the Eagles had one of the best off seasons in the NFL. Yeah look, look, look at all the people that they added. Look at the offseason that they had. Look at this team on paper. How is Howie able to do this stuff? Look at the Howie magic that's it. And, and before I get into this list, let me, let me, let me preface, preface it by saying this. As I roll through these moves, keep in mind, I was a fan of 95% of them. So as I roll through them, I'm not going to have any resi- uh, revisionist history and say that these were bad moves or the Eagles shouldn't have done it All I'm simply trying to point out is how big this offseason just kind of exploded into our faces, right? Mm -hmm. Paul Warlow was signed, hurt, released. Brandon Graham, set to be a free agent, signed a three year deal. He's a tackle for a loss out of three games, zero sacks. I was a fan of that. Bring the pressure, though. I didn't think Brandon Graham was coming back, given his age, given how much money he was going to make. But when the Eagles signed him, I'm not going to sit here and say I was against it. I mean, I liked it. He's a leader on the team. I liked it. But nevertheless, pressure or no pressure, again, you don't get trophies for almost. I know sacks aren't the only Jim Schwartz talked about in his press conference today that you can't, if you run down the rabbit hole of just judging positional groups and judging players just strictly based upon stats, you're doing yourself a disservice. Totally understand that. But nevertheless, I need him to make an impact. Jason Kelsey, one-year extension. Liked it. Uh, Isaac Sayamalu. Three-year contract. Week two, worst pro football focus grade of any ever handed out to any offensive lineman ever. And while I am not a fan of pro football focus and don't believe a lot, I was there. I saw it. We all knew he played like hot garbage. Jason Peters, one-year contract, already checking himself out of games. Malik Jackson, that was a big one. Three-year deal. Injured. Done. Trade for Deshaun Jackson, abdominal strain. I, I, I am terrified that this is the... Dreaded sports hernia. Traded Michael Bennett for a fifth. Already has as many sacks as the entire Eagles defensive line. Or the or the defensive, period. Two sacks. Uh, I
5: mean, Chris Long has as many sacks as our defensive ends.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And he's not. He's retired. Ronald Darby signed to a one-year deal. Look, I'll take the L on that one. I really thought that bringing Darby back want, on the I don't cheap. Want, I don't want Darby and, back. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a good move because, again, you can't have too many good corners. And pff, he, he hasn't been. So I'm... More than happy to take the L on that one. Andrew Zendejo, one-year deal. Special teams guy, all right, but try asking him for safety help. Kirk Coleman-Light, Diet Kirk Coleman, terrible. Vinnie Curry signed to a one-year deal, has two tackles. Richard Rogers, two-year deal. Hurt, released. Jordan Howard traded the most misused player in Philadelphia Eagles history since some running backs who played for Chip Kelly. Timmy Jernigan, one-year deal. Hurt, won't go on Thursday. Zach Brown, one-year deal. Where's he been? So all these moves that we were pumping our chest out about, being like, God, we are stacked. Again, a fan of 95% of them, boom, blowing up in our faces.
5: I mean, the one thing that, that the common denominator that you're saying is injuries. And, like, yeah. if a lot of these guys were not injured, the record would be different. I think if Deshaun Jackson, I, I mean, that's the one thing that holds me together. If Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey play in the last two games, they win the game. They win the game. I mean, you're, you're looking at a, recei- a receiving group, a drop rate of 19.4%. It's insane. It's the highest drop rate a in fifth the past of the balls that are 15 thrown. years. This, this doesn't happen normally. Uh, I mean, if those guys catch those balls, uh, we're talking a, a different story here. Talking an extra 100 yards. I mean, it, it's, really, it's, it's really detrimental uh, to getting dubs when you're making mental mistakes. You're making drops. And the, the lack of confidence. The one thing that we're not seeing in this group, like there's something that Alshon brings. When, when, when you say Alshon Jeffrey to me, I think Alpha. And he represents a confidence level to that group. With, uh, I mean, if Nelson Aguilar with no Alshon Jeffrey next to him, he seems like he's resorting back to his old self. Yeah. Like those guys keep him in check. Yeah, Nelson can't be a mean, number one guy. Nelson talks about the kind of swag that, Deshaun Jackson, you know, helps him elevate his game to. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just not that guy for us. Mm -hmm. I think those two guys are are the missing piece to this offense right now. Um, But I I really think guys have to step up and make plays.
3: I I think not only do guys have to step up, up, I think there's a change in mentality that has to happen. Because I got to tell you something, and this was one of the things that aggravated me the most about this game. I swear. If I see Mac Collins put the backpack on after another 15-yard reception when he's got two drops and two interference, uh, offensive pass interference calls on him in the game, I'm, I'm going to blow my lid, man. Like, I, Not
4: having swag is bad enough. Fake and forced swag is see-through.
3: It, 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 it was so reminiscent of the Jalen Mills finger wag whenever he's getting burnt. And the ball just ends up getting overthrown, and then he's oh, out no. there wagging oh, the finger. No. Oh, it's no. like,
5: no, you didn't do that. The quarterback overthrew it. Like he f- he flashed in that game, but then you you saw his it.
3: Matt Collins. No, he made some he catches. I mean, this is we're, we're yeah, talking about your special. Yards?
5: He's he's your gunner on, on the special teams. Yeah. teams.
4: who rather be playing special you teams know, than yeah. playing he, wide? Receiver. So he's got to get, get to a mindset yeah.
5: where, yeah. like, you're the you're the man. Like, where's the motivation? Like, next man up, make a play here. Um, so I mean, you know.
4: And look, I, I, the, like like we're sitting here, we're talking about the players, we're dogging the players, we're dogging the players. Doug uh, Doug Peterson's got as much to blame in this as anybody else, because not not for nothing, but the play, been the, 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 the play calling has been weak, inconsistent, inconsistent, and where things start to work for him. He gets a little bit of the andiitis. Yeah. There's a there's a couple symptomatic things about the andiitis. Like Gail, if for some unbeknown reason, you start calling timeouts when you're not supposed to be calling timeouts. You got a case of the andiitis, right? Evan, if you start doing something that works, and then for no reason, unsolicited, you just get away from what's working. Yeah. You've come down with a case of the andiitis, and that's exactly what Doug Peterson. I mean. Listen, Eagles fans, you're the most intelligent fans in the NFL. I firmly believe that because I've been amongst you. I'm there with you. We here on this podcast, you out there on the timeline, can see the things that are going to work and not going to work. Like, we're not blowing your minds over here with any, any like, out-of-this-world stats or out-of-this-world analysis. I mean, you know what's going on. We talked about it on the show last week. Yo, let's get the tempo going. Let's start running the ball. Let's start committing to the run a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's start using Jordan Howard. First drive, no huddle, four passes, three runs. Oh, it's a field goal, but yo, you put some points up on the board. Now, granted, your special teams blew that lead. You had it for like a second. Second drive of the game, no huddle, one pass, seven runs. I'm not saying you got to go that lopsided in the other direction, but Jordan Howard ends up on in the end zone after rushing for 20 yards on that drive and it's the best any Eagles running back has looked in three weeks. Let's move away from him now. But let's move away from it now. You didn't see that type of formula until late again in the third quarter. Why? Why? Why when something's working and something's effective do you feel the need to just outsmart yourself and just get away from it? I know you can't run no huddle, hurry up the entire game, but damn it, man. It's working. Carson works better when he's just... Mm-hmm. Go, 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 go.
5: Yeah, I thought some of the uh, defensive linemen for the Lions were, had their hands on their hips. That's everyone where, where, where i was sitting at. They're everyone's cast. like, look, they're tired. So I felt like that tempo was what they needed. I think it's, he has to like step, rev it up at some points. You know, like, because it feels like Carson Wentz is comfortable. Yeah. Once he gets in that little rhythm, yeah. yes. then, then he's good. Um, but, you know, Jordan Howard, I, I felt like, you know, we're waiting. For him to be used correctly, yeah, or just get that chunk of uh, carries to get that r- like running backs need to get into the rhythm too. Like, if you get one series here, another series like in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and then maybe three more in the fourth quarter, it's, it's 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 tough. You know, this is a guy who's used to getting some carries. I think, he, I th- but I also think it the run game sol- can solidify. Offensive game plan Mm -hmm. Like if You you, you start getting That rhythm with the linemen They're feeling good Knocking people down Yeah Versus like Aggressive Passing like You know Half the time And they're taking hits Passing Let them hit The guy in front of them Yeah And you got a a Guy like Jordan Howard Who can ground and pound With the best of them Mm -hmm. We're not not talking He's not the guy That's going to bounce it out And break long runs But he will run you over Get those little chunk plays Run people You see that guy That he ran over Yeah. Took his soul Yeah like
4: what'd you trade for him for? Why is he here? Like we get it. Miles Sanders is the running back of the future. He's extremely talented. Uh, he need he has some stuff he needs to work on, i.e., holding on to the football. Yeah. And I know Mike Rowe went for went to bad By the way, I don't—I—I I, I don't know what people expect Mike Rowe to say up there on the stand. I'm not a big Mike Rowe fan, but I'll—I'll I'll, I'll go to bad for him on this one. Like, what do you? Somebody asked him, like, yo, w- uh, would you bury him on the bench? What the hell is he supposed to say when he's up? Yeah, I'm going to go and bury him on the bench. No, you just say you got confidence in him. We're working on a couple things. That's neither here nor there. What you trade for Jordan Howard for? You're going to let him go at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's going to walk. Yeah, I don't know why we're not to beating clay? the brakes off him. Yeah, you ride the dude. Yeah. He's got a bag to earn. We've got a comp pick to earn. Make it happen. And it works Miles when you Sanders run downhill with him. ain't going anywhere, bro. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Make it happen. Make it work. Use the guy. Hey like look, do not DeMarco Murray Jordan Howard. Like do not he's a a, a, a running back that needs his carries, that needs to get in a mm-hmm. tempo, that needs to get in a rhythm, that needs to run specific type of plays that work for his to his suits. Why are you trying to run this dude on the outside on some Darren Sproles stuff? Yeah. Deuce, that's you, bro. Like you're in charge of the running backs, rotating these guys out at, in and out, your design, your job is to put the running backs in the best position when it, when their number gets called, but making sure the play matches, the play matches the number of the jersey that's in the game. Gail, help me out here. Why is Deuce doing that?
5: Oh, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm trying to figure it out myself. Uh, but I the one thing that I do notice, you know, what Miles Sanders brings to the passing game. You know, he had some great catches he in great the game. Had a great catch, man. You know, two catches that were, you know, that's the one thing that the beauty of having Miles Sanders out there, he makes it tougher on the defense to cue on what they're doing. Uh, But the one thing about Miles Sanders, um, you know, I put it out in a tweet. I had great selection with the birds, making running back a priority with Miles Sanders. Love the three down traits and the ability on passing downs. This is in April. Doesn't have to carry the weight in year one. Need him to protect the football. Fumble rate was a concern. Ten total lost, ten total fumbles lost seven. Bird strengthened the running group, running back room, in which they they have. But I, I think, you know, when he starts fumbling the ball, I'm not saying you, you you stash him on the bench, don't let him see the daylight. But I think you sh- you have to like sit him down, get him get his mind right, because yeah. obviously those, those fumbles really really hurt this offensive. You know, they could add points on these drives. Mm-hmm.
4: Meanwhile, the uh, the cavalry is on the way, all right? So there was some uh, full participants in practice, although practice, again, was another walkthrough. I'll ask you a question about that in a second. Uh, Dallas Goddard was a full go. Dillard, Alshon, Camu. Camu's Camus's coming back. So it's, that's, that's, that's a big deal. That's key. And Sudfeld, of course, was a full participant. That whole backup quarterback situation, that after three weeks just kind of blew over. Uh, Sudfeld will be back, uh, you know, practicing and, you know, hopefully we we never have to see him because that means two quarterbacks are going down and that that offensive line keeps blocking the way to blocking and not playing to the whistle we might end up seeing him, but that's neither here nor there uh, what was i going to ask you about what, what what were you just talking about that i was going to ask you about uh, i forget uh, someone's coming back someone's coming back disregard uh <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously got a tall task in an undefeated packers team traveling to Lambeau again on a short week. That's further shortened by the fact that you have to travel. I'm not expecting I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not expecting a win. But I think there's ways that they can win this team and can shock the world. What how would you attack the Green Bay Packers? What do the Eagles need to do to avoid going 1 and 3 and at least get this thing back to 500?
5: I mean, I really think they have to we, we keep saying it every week, but solidify the run game. Like, you control the line of scrimmage, uh, get this offense going, because um, I think you can could, you could compete with that offense. Their offense hasn't been a world beater. Their defense has been pr- pretty solid. But I think, you know, Alshon Jeffrey gives them some kind of, uh, you know, semblance of, like, what this offense is supposed to be with the two tight end sets. Now Al- Alshon Jeffrey's back. You know, he's a chain mover. Um, we don't have Deshaun coming back, but we we have, you know, what our offense is supposed to look like, where our receivers are supposed to be, on these timing routes and, and all and, and, and such. So I, th- I feel like having Alpha, Jeff- alpha. alpha, Alpha Jeffrey, Jeffrey. back, really uh, should set the tone.
4: Evan, give me give, give me give me something. How did the Eagles beat the Packers?
3: Uh, so what I would do is what we've been talking about is uh, we let. Uh, Jordan Howard run the ball early and often. Let him get uh, let him get it going the first couple downs on each drive, and just keep on feeding him the ball. On top of that, on the other side of the ball, Jim Schwartz has to continue to blitz, keep that pressure up, just because we we need the quarterback to have less time, because obviously these DBs are not able to cover for very long. It's, it's tough, man.
5: Like we're we're, we're facing the quarterbacks with like quick releases. Uh huh. And Aaron Rodgers and you, the the experience between Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Matt Stafford. Mm hmm they they know that even sending the blitz they're, they know what's coming so i, I really feel like and it, it's going to be tough yeah it's definitely gonna be tough the one the one
3: positive thing to look forward to is Trox actually just sent it to me as well the um the packers are pretty loaded up with injuries as well yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like we're the only teams going in here like butchered up they, they've they got a ton of injuries on their own plate so hopefully we're able to exploit those uh, positions that
5: are hurting yeah, I mean, their their offensive line isn't the the best like it used to be in, in, in the back in the day, but I and I, Aaron Rodgers isn't he's he not the same quarterback he was a couple years still ago. Still Aaron Rodgers. He's still Aaron Rodgers, but still I'm just saying he's not Aaron Rodgers like on steroids. He's still Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers they, is they, Aaron Rodgers, stay, man. Still uh, you, know. And you he, know. You're saying
3: he's not Olivia Munn Aaron
5: Rodgers. No, he's uh, Danica <laughs> Patrick. Aaron Rodgers,
4: <laughs> yo! <laughs> Shout out to Danica. Are <laughs> they still together? I have no idea, dude. I'm I'm, I'm not interested in the dating life. Aaron Rodgers, I, I I could care less. He should he should maybe I don't know. Maybe he should call his dad. Ooh! I, I doubt he knows either. Shout out! Sh- Shout <laughs> out Here's shots, how you beat the Packers, right? lay,
3: lay it down for us.
4: Packers weakness on defense. They're 25th against the run, right? They gave up 149 yards and two rushing touchdowns against a bad Denver team last week. Dalvin Cook, the week before, went for a, a buck 54. Remember him? And a touchdown. <laughs> remember Dalvin? Yeah, I, I do remember Dalvin. The Minnesota Vikings start. Let, let, let's, yeah. not, let's not open up all wounds here because we've got running backs. All right? Yeah. What I'm saying is let's use them because we can all agree that Aaron Rodgers can carve up your defense if he's given the opportunity, and it will not take him long. The best place for Aaron Rodgers to be is on the sidelines, chewing up that clock because the Eagles are running the ball. A lot of Jordan Howard this, this week. A lot of Jordan Howard, and then where you can mix in some Darren Sproles and some Miles Sanders is in the screen game. I'm watching. I'm, oh, I'm, 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 where's the screen? Well, listen, duh, I'm watching. Uh, what was it? Seahawks Saints, and I'm watching Alvin Kamara. Just pretend the pass, pass block for second and a half tops. And they go out in a wide open flat, and there he is, in space. Isn't that where you want a guy like Miles Sanders? Isn't that where you want a guy like Darren Sproles? Where is this screen game? I mean,
5: for a guy who learned un- under Uncle Andy, Uncle Andy's screen game is
4: ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, that that was a big part of his West Coast style of offense was the screen game. We saw it year after year. Brian Westbrook,
0: yeah,
4: Leshon McCoy. A Made a living off of it. And for some reason, Doug Peterson can't call a screenplay, no matter how talented his running backs are, to save his life.
5: I just think the play, the play calling is disjointed. Doesn't it feel like not all the plays make sense? Or like why they're calling? It's just weird. I think it's there's weird. a lack of creativity going on as well.
4: And not for F- nothing, dude. cry. Not for nothing. The RPO.
5: RP knows. RP,
4: the RPO. <laughs> know, listen, that can't be... 80% of your offense and think that NFL defenses haven't caught on to this. Because that's the other thing I'm noticing. NFL defenses have caught on to what the Eagles are doing RPO style. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to use those running backs and have an effective yeah. run game, you better mix that thing up.
5: Like an RPO is with, with Alshon, it's an RPO. With Aguilar, it's an RPO.
4: <laughs> yeah, because nobody's going to respect the the, the big bodied receiver to just throw it in his general direction and he's got a catch radius to him. Nobody, nobody's nobody's going to respect that you know what they're doing? They they they're reverting back to 2016 Doug Peterson when we're throwing the guys like Jordan Matthews and DGB and Nelson Aguilar and banging our head against the wall cuz they're dropping passes. That's the reason that's stacking the box and the reason that that, that whole season was a bust. It's because nobody respected the run yet. Why would why would you? Nobody can go deep on you. Put that safety in the box. We'll dare you to run. We'll dare you to throw. You can't do it. Yeah. And th- and, and listen, but inherently, that's when Carson Wentz starts to feel like he needs to be Superman. And inherently, that's when Carson Wentz starts trying to do too much. And inherently, that's where Carson Wentz gets himself hurt. Going back to the screen game thing, I heard something interesting that Carson Wentz was saying during his press conference. Like, look, it's hard to force a ball to a guy that's double-covered. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz is being double-covered the entire game. Great! You mean to tell me in that room full of offensive minds, you can't say, all right, if we put Zach over here and he's demanding double coverage because you gotta you got to tighten up your best receiving option, right? The defense has got to bracket your number one re- uh, receiving threat, receiving target... That's taking up two defenders. You can't sneak Sproles on the other side in a wide open. Like, listen, again, we're not blowing your minds here, Eagles fans. Yeah. Here on fourth and John, we're not, we're not revolutionizing the game or the analysis and breakdown of film. This is simple stuff, man. I,
5: I mean, Sproles was open on that one play. He went, saw him really late, and then he got murdered. But, you know, it, that, those plays are there. You know what I mean? I think, like, taking advantage of the, the running backs in the passing game was a thing this week. And I think that's where they're going to have to – I mean, with Alshon back, it's really going to help. Um, but I think Ar- Artega Waits Waitside, he, he has to, you know, step up his game. He's not like a – All a, those receivers. A separation with speed kind of guy. He's a separation with his his, his big body and mm-hmm. – Boxing um, people out. Boxing people out and dominating at the catch point. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think – I mean, you you, you root, this team really misses D-Jacks. It just yeah. – the the space that you once had – now the, now the
4: safeties are like, ah, we'll, we'll creep back up in the box. We're good. And lastly, to touch on what Evan pointed out in the beginning of the show, Jimmy, Jimbo, <laughs> Jim Schwartz, Bubba, Booby, you got to help me out here, man. You got to help me out. Because Aaron Rodgers is simply too smart for you to play that sort of defense and for him not to pick you apart. Jim Schwartz was talking today in his press conference how – He can both get rid of the ball quickly and hold on to the ball to extend the play. One of the things about a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and one of the things that really frustrates me about Jim Schwartz's defense, is there is zero movement. The read the quarterback makes when he walks up to that offensive line Mm -hmm. is the exact read that they're going to play. There's no changing. There's no movement. There's no cause for confusion. So, Jim, you're not getting home with four, and your defensive backs can't cover. Don't play them ten yards off the line. He will eat you for breakfast. But also, too, feel free to move some pieces around. I see you trying to experiment with the blitz. I appreciate the notion. I appreciate the fact that you're trying to be aggressive. But just like a poker player, you're showing your, your cards. They know where the blitz is coming from. They know exactly where it's coming from and who's going to be blitzing. Again, the quarterback knows the defense before he even before yeah. his lineman even gets set. Like our man Trey Thomas says, do some of those ETs, those TEs, move around. I saw you move around the defensive line last year in that yeah. NASCAR package. Try a little of that. Move around the de- Here's a novel idea that I haven't seen since Jimmy jo- Jim Johnson. How about a corner blitz? Throw a monkey wrench in it. Give Aaron Rodgers something to think about. This guy is an MVP. He's seen it all. Don't lay down for him by just it. Hey, there's four guys up front. Here's your linebackers. Hey, we're playing 10 yards up. Try and stop. We'll, try and go. He'll, he will eat you alive. Yeah, he will eat you alive. In a
5: weird way, I almost feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that Ronald Darby is not playing. I'm being, I'm being serious because uh, I yeah, mean I he's not he's not 100%. <laughs> everyone if you, you look where they're going, they're attacking Ronald Darby. Like mm. I, I feel like in terms of like the cornerbacks, the young cornerbacks, everyone, you know, the the Swoo Island Hive and the Sydney Jones season That's Hive. Thing now? They, <laughs> I, I I just feel like yeah. this this game is monumental for their careers. Yeah. And like I really want them to take that, you know, Russell Douglas had a phenomenal uh, pass breakup on Hawkinson. Ripped mm-hmm. it right out. That's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Ripped it right out of his hands. I think he had some pass breakups, but I feel like if you're going to go out all out, use those long arms of Russell Douglas, put some hands on some receivers. Like I mean, like you look. There's a, like a third, third, third down, third and ten play, and we got Rod, Ronald Darby playing 10 yards off the re- wide receiver. Mm. Just free release. free. Re- I've always been saying, like, with this Jim Schwartz defense and the corners that we're – the kind of play that we're having, it's like having a security system, but your s- side doors are unlocked. Yeah. And these quarterbacks just, hey, we'll just go on the side, throw some bubble screens. Throw some double moves, mm-hmm. and it's a wrap. Aaron Rodgers has got
4: to be kicking his feet up in the meeting rooms this week, just licking his chops. Do you remember
5: just when he when they came on? What was it Thursday night? And he was he, he was throwing all these uh, bubble screens. Yeah.
4: Just it's checking us. Th- yeah. He was
5: he was like picking us apart. I re- I I
4: I, rem- I remember that game because the ball was coming out of his hand in like less than a second. Boom. And just there's nothing he could do. Your 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 corners are playing too off, and your and your defensive lineman can't get there. Boom. He just he ate us alive that game. Just ate us a lot. Speaking of, uh, like, and again, that 2017 draft class. I'm still waiting to see it. You know? Sydney's played average. Sydney's played average. Sydney's played okay. Barnett's played good. He played good. We need to step it up. We need better than good. Well, we need they, better than good from them right now. So yeah,
5: but that my, my, it goes back
4: to my. I thing. got a they, boo in the chamber. They just know <laughs> they. <laughs> I got a boo in the chamber and I'm they, just, i just yeah, back, cocked back right <laughs> I got a boo. They're just,
5: getting figured out. Like <laughs> the fact that Jim Schwartz is blitzing is crazy. We've been asked for Jim Schwartz to blitz for how long? Now he's blitzing. He knows he's he, just. He's getting figured out on the on the edge. Just just. Chip the ends speaking of booze Chip did, you, the ends. did you did you did you see i think jim Schwartz did, has had too you much see of that the dean of
4: admissions did you see that angry yo that day, that dude was my spirit but animal But he was every,
5: he was everybody though. which, which yo, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. About? No
4: no 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 the the um the dean of admissions for uh, of uh, admissions. for, for pen Penn. Mm-hmm. my my personal oh my hero God, now yeah. screaming at, and it's like that 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 guy was a spirit animal yeah. everybody it's how, we all the, felt. it's how you all felt it's how we all were in the stadium just screaming our heads off what are you doing what are you doing Bleep, 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 bleep. What are you doing? I mean,
5: the other spirit animal, I mean, this is the, guy the calling greatest out, interview of all time. Call calling out Nelson Aguilar, boy. Saving he's saving baby. babies, Catching but babies. Found, found a moment in his pettiness. He's in the middle of
3: saving lives. Yeah. Pettiness. To, to. And different. he's thinking to himself, man, the Eagles are one and two right now. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, some yeah. PS. He's like, <laughs> he's- Catching My life is that bad. I'm not sure if you happen to catch the uh, John Clark's interview with him too. But oh, he said he, said he said he ran him in for two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm just thinking no, no
4: fumble. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying Vince Papali, too, invincible too. I mean <laughs> let's, let's let's put him in, let's give him a tryout.
5: But I mean, but Nelson, I mean he he really took it to a higher ground. Offered the guy tickets to and his family tickets to a game. He's just like someone he, find this. He's man. a higher he's, level. He class took it. He I took know. a negative and tried to flip it to a positive. Like, wow, uh, man! Was Nelson friend.
3: able to catch that guy? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> this
5: guy. He was able to find him. I mean, oh. he, <laughs> he, 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 you see Alshon on the timeline? No. Huh? He said there's some clown ish going on on uh, social media right now. Uh, he's yeah? like keep that same. There's energy. some clown
3: ish going on on the field right now. because
5: I because I know. I mean, I was watching uh, when when they won the Super Bowl, coming out of uh, Novacare. You know. The two players that were with each other was Alshon and Nelson, and that's his, that's his, that's his homie, man. Like he, his little brother. See, I'm yeah. telling you, Alf, Alf, Alpha Jeffrey comes into into the building. It's a different story. All
4: right, let's uh, on, on that note, <laughs> let's uh let's hit it to the Twitter question. So why don't you go ahead and bang those? up. <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: Um. So we touched on this a little bit, but I just want a quick, uh, concise answer. What would you guys say this team's identity is?
4: I have no idea. They're lacking. Up identity. in the air. They're lacking identity okay. right now. That that's the point I was trying to make in the beginning of the beginning. Of like like what 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 is this team's identity? What do you hang your hat on? What what's the thing that you do well? What's the thing that defensive coordinators are going to sit in their meeting rooms and go, Oh man, we got to watch out for that guy, Zach Ertz. Okay, not this year. Uh, all right, DeBraca. So they 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 found an answer yeah. to it. Like what's the one thing on defense that they were like, Oh man, you get oh, We gotta find a way to control this ass. Like, what's your right? What are you good at? You're if I, average.
5: Playing average football. If I can compare like an uh, sync football team to like figure skaters, what we're seeing is like a figure skater skating with gritty right now. There is, there is no. <laughs> bring, bring me to where you're at.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's gritty. We're, we're, we're watching gritty
5: on ice right now. We, ice. we need to see an uh, sync like. Football team.
4: Like in sync, like Justin Timberlake yeah, in sync? Oh, no, in You've you, you
5: never seen skaters? Huh? Like a figure skaters. They, they have to know what For, the, Like
0: once the every four years so so it's on the Olympics. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I said. <laughs> okay, just I skipped that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
4: Sorry. Gritty okay. on ice. Anyway. Gritty on ice.
3: Uh, Michael Gavins, It was nice to meet you down at the tailgate, bud. Uh, if Douglas has a good game this Thursday night, uh, what is the chance he takes Darby's job?
5: <laughs> What's
4: that? 100%. Darby's not coming back anytime soon. No, thanks.
5: It's going to be a while, man. It's going
4: to be a while. And as Gail said, I'm not sure, necessarily sure that's a bad thing. But their record like, without perfectly.
5: Darby is—they've had a winning record without Darby in the lineup. That, these are just facts.
4: Interesting. What do you, What else you got?
5: Zach Kressler wants to know: Do you guys miss Jalen Mills as much as he
3: does?
4: I'd like to see him. I mean, it, 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 I miss it, him. It, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't miss him. I don't. You don't I, miss him. Like, look, I don't miss him the way I miss like a good ex-girlfriend. Ooh. I miss him like a booty call. Like every where, once in where, a while, I wish he was there. Where are you going with? You this? know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. Yo, I just made a booty call reference. You're making gritty figure skating references And, and your
5: girls at home like, what is he talking about?
4: It's, right? one, what the, is it's he, one for What What is he talking about? Your girls like, what is Love he talking babe. about?
5: <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right,
4: Gary
3: Scottish Eagle. You gonna wrap this thing up, man. <laughs> um, with our complete lack of pass rush. Where has Deshaun Hall been, and why is he not getting any playing time, considering how how we performed
4: in the uh, preseason? Jim Schwartz gave us a kind of a wishy-washy answer on that one, and they're like, "Well, we had him, but uh, you know, if we we're holding this many defensive ends, if this posi- if we would have gotten more two-minute drill snaps, he would have seen some time. I don't see where it hurts, especially at maybe defensive tackle during those NASCAR packages. He's a, he's a bigger defense. He's like a stockier defensive end. Am I right?
5: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd give him some opportunities, but I, 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 at the end of the day, I really think these quarterbacks, quick release, it doesn't matter. They're not get, they're not getting enough time to get there. And the way that they're, uh, you know, playing the Eagles, they know what they're doing now.
4: Okay. Any any other Twitter? Questions? I got I got two more. Two more.
5: Alex
3: Morrow brought up a very good point that I think we touched on last year. Okay. But where it was too soon to have happened, so. Um, they want to know how much of the lack of scoring in the first quarter has to do with Frank Reich leaving. Is there anything to be said about that? Because over the past two years, that's when this trend has happened.
4: I mean, it, it's, it's the 2018 Eagles, it's the 2019 Eagles, and there was a very uh, disturbing trend with them. How much Frank Reich could take credit for? Uh, I, is, I, is I, in, I, I don't Indianapolis
5: ain't doing no, that bad. It's, I think it's a real deal. I think Frank Reich was a big part of the game planning. I think – you know, you look at what the Indianapolis Colts had started doing when Frank Wright got into town. You think what he's done with a Jacoby Prezet. Um And Andrew Luck, re, uh, well, you know, he, he pumped up his career for a second. We thought Andrew Luck was back. Um, you know, they've done well scoring in the first quarter. Hmm. So...
4: Yeah, listen, like when Doug would talk about the offense and how well the offense was moving when the offense was moving well, he always attributed it to a very collaborative effort, right? There's a lot of voices in the room. There's a lot of bright offensive minds. Uh, I don't know how much Frank Reich plays into that. I mean, the proof is kind of in the pudding. But one thing I do know, Mike Groh ain't it. Yeah. Mike Groh ain't it. Mm-hmm. Mike Grow ain't
5: it. Well, Doug Peterson did an interview with um, Peter King, and he talked about his preparation for the the, during the Super Bowl and, like, that Super Bowl run, and he he alluded to it. Like, him and Frank Reich, they're meeting together before every game was, like, so imperative. Like, they were just in tune. Now, like, it's definitely, uh, you know.
4: It's like E-Rock with no Gale yeah. with no, and, and Gale with no E-Rock. They were just meant to be together. <laughs> yeah. I
5: mean? but the, the other thing I was going to say is I forgot what I, was gonna, what I was about to say. Yeah, I can, I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, let's bring this thing home, man. Yeah. Oh, we're getting silly.
3: Uh, you, one more question. One more. All right, so uh, Brian wants to know. We made it, guys. We made it all the way to September twenty fourth. It's going to be week four, and the question finally came. Brian, which Eagles coach is under the most pressure to keep his job through the year?
4: Jim Schwartz.
5: Micro. Because they're going to have to figure out, like, if they they keep stumbling on offense, you you, you got to someone's got to be a scapegoat.
4: Yeah, but ult- ultimately, the offense is on the shoulders of Peterson, Doug Peterson, and I'm not sure he'd be willing to make Mike Groh the scapegoat for that. Jim Schwartz is in charge of the defense. Doug Peterson's got nothing to do with that. Jim Schwartz is in charge of the defense. So if the defense, again, we started talking about stats and everything kind of looks average and you know where's the glaring weakness and then I touched on a little bit later that that one glaring weakness that I don't know if they can fix is a lack of an overall pass rush and, yeah. a, and and giving up too many yards the pass rush and the defensive backs have one of the, the two biggest symbiotic relationships in the NFL I nice swear along with thank you along with the offensive line and the quarterback you can have a hall of fame quarterback but if his offensive line is trash mm-hmm. he's never going to be able to do his job so they have a symbiotic relationship on the flip side of the ball the defensive line is the, re- is the yin to the yang of the defensive backs. If the defensive backs are letting it loose, the the, the defensive front's not going to have enough time. The quarterback's already got the ball out of his hand. If the defensive front can't can't get to the quarterback, the corners can only cover for so long. Mm-hmm. So it it's it, it, that sort of thing. That's going to be a glaring, obvious problem. And if Jim Schwartz doesn't fix that, that's on Jim. I mean, Nobody else.
5: I mean, the one thing that you can't fix, I mean, like Tim Jurgen's gone. Malik Jackson gone, uh, a Fletcher Cox who is not yet himself yet. Mm-hmm. So that interior pressure that you were getting two years ago, or like a healthy Fletcher Cox by himself last year, it's not that he's not the same player yet. And mm-hmm. I, I think Akeem Spence is no Malik Jackson. So like in terms of like trying to fix that, it's it's it, it is what it is right now.
4: It is what it is. But the given a given a foot. Fu- in other words, Jim Schwartz. You know how he defense. fixes it?
5: You know how he fixes it? How he fixes it? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen amen. Ra- Jalen Ramsey. Can
4: I get an
0: amen? Because uh, then
4: you I'm lock not, I'm not, I'm not the side we're doors. We're ready for it. I'm not, I'm not ready Come on home, Jalen. I'm, no, I'm not going in the bathroom again. I am not going into the bathroom. I'm going to wrap this thing up before <laughs> or we get before you even get the opportunity. We get Namdi out of retirement. No, stop. Hey. Stop. We're not doing it this week. We're not, I d- 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 all right. Okay, a couple shoutouts shout outs before we get on out of here and I get myself in trouble again. Uh, Concha Hawk and Bakery, of course, for supplying the food at the tailgate. Bud Light for, uh, supplying the delicious goodies. The cans of beer at the, uh, tailgate as well. I want to give a special shout-out to our boy, uh, Gio. Gio Yeah, Bonny. awesome to see him. Rockstar, man. Oh, great. He, great to see him roll up to the tailgate and, uh, party with us for a while. He's a big Spent, fan, spent a little time with the drum line. Yeah. You Got know Got some mean? drumsticks. He said he's going to Had his start. own little drum solo. He Had said he's going to start playing the drums, though. Yeah. Ah well, hopefully that inspires him. It was great. It was great to see him there. I know he was definitely a uh, a fan favorite. And also, too, real quick, want to give a shout out to uh, Specter Art. Um, they he had his kind of his art on display. He was painting this giant Brian unbelievable Daw- stuff. Unbelievable, this giant Brian Dawkins piece, like live right there at yeah. the tailgate, like wet paint. And all He's the really stuff. talented. Really talented. And as some of you know, my it's my pin tweet on Twitter uh, raising money for the Eagles Autism Challenge. We've I've already hit like past the minimum. My goal is to kind of hit $5,000. If I can set a benchmark, I'm to hit about $5,000. So I'm going to be doing these little, like, little, hey, au- not auctioning off, but, hey, if somebody donates, out, uh they'll they'll get this. So sit tight. We have a print, a canvas print of that same exact Brian Dawkins painting that he was painting at the tailgate. That's awesome. If you want your own, check out his website. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. He normally sells these for $150, all right? DM me. I don't want to do this all auction style, but a DM me. We'll set the price at like 300 bucks So hit me up in the DMs if you want it. I'll ship it out to you. Don't worry about shipping. I'll ship it uh, 300 bucks this one, which was given to us in the parking lot by Spectre Art, based off of the real painting. Yeah. Uh, just hit me in the DMs. I'll send it out to you. We're trying to we're trying to do good things here. That's for, a man you know, cave must have right there. That's a man cave must have. And if you
5: haven't been to the Eagles Autism Challenge, it's a great event. Um, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I be mean, in. Uh, Primer there. Had had a good time.
4: Yeah. So hopefully the next step we're we're, we're we're gonna have a little bit of a layoff. There's gonna be a long time till we see some Eagles football after this Thursday night. But hopefully next time we see you, we are talking about the two and two Philadelphia hopefully, Eagles. Hopefully, don't start that speaking into existence. When, when the Eagles are two when, and two and with Jalen Ramsey and on the roster, hopefully not one and three. Uh, we oh. will have a lot more to talk about until next week. Let's go, Birds, and we will see you then.